Pastor Katie. Peace is the word of the day. Reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. This uh, passage of scripture is oftentimes uh, labeled or headed as the peaceful kingdom. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit and wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion, and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp. The weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The word of God for the people of God. Would you pray with me? God, we know that your spirit is already heavy among us. We pray in this moment that your spirit will reveal to us what we need revealing so that we can be more like you. We ask that your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. Of all the books in Scripture, peace is talked about in Isaiah far more than the rest. Isaiah is the prophet who points to peace. It is also no coincidence that when a prophet is quoted in the Gospels, it is Isaiah who gets quoted the most. The same can be said of our church liturgies that have been handed down through the ages. When peace is talked about, oftentimes they are pointing to the prophet Isaiah, the prophet who points to peace. It could be said then that Jesus and peace go hand in hand. 
from the time that Jesus was alluded to by the prophets to the time that Jesus righteously walked the earth to the time that we look forward to Christ's coming and final victory. Jesus is the promised Lord of a peaceable kingdom, a reestablished, renewed, reimagined kingdom of peace. And it was peaceable once before, you know. There was a time when the kingdom was peaceful. But our ancestors, our ancestors from, from way on back, they, they got bored with all the peace and perfection. And their boredom with the peace and perfection led them to sin. And that sin leads to violence, as it always does. And when violence enters the picture born out of sin, things fall apart. They unravel. So no longer was peace something that was just because God was. Now, from that point forward, peace became a thing that people had to strive for. Peace became a thing that the fallen humanity felt that they just had to muster up enough willpower to be able to achieve, sign enough treaties, broker enough deals. Maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to maintain it. Peace became a negotiating tool or something to be promised as one persuaded their way to power. No longer was peace a byproduct of living into being made in the image of God. Now, peace became something to achieve for the sake of survival. But the prophets Isaiah and them, they, they understood that this was not the way that things were supposed to be. Isaiah understood that this was not the way things were supposed to be because Isaiah was connected to the life of God. Isaiah was familiar with the holy scriptures that had been passed down until the time that he lived. He was tuned into the life of God, not just in theory, but also in practice. And so this connection that Isaiah has with God, and this understanding that Isaiah has of God's intent for a peaceable kingdom can lead him to talk about peace as much as he does with such clarity, with such certainty. It is because Isaiah is connected to God that Isaiah can say on behalf of the God who desires peace, one day, he says, the Lord shall arbitrate for the peoples and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. It is because God desires a peaceable people and a peaceable creation and a peaceable kingdom that the prophet is able to proclaim, the wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, the lion, the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. That's right. A little child 
shall lead them. Isaiah is proclaiming knowledge of the Lord and the Lord's desire for peace among all that is. He is proclaiming that that will lead to peace for all that is. Peace. It is prioritized in the kingdom of God. That's why Isaiah talks about it so much, and that's why Jesus talks about it so much. And that's why those of us who talk about Jesus, or have talked about Jesus, or will talk about Jesus, talk about it so much. It is the desire of God's heart. And that's why Jesus not only talked about it, but it is why Jesus was also crucified. Stanley Hauerwas once said, Jesus' death was not a mistake, but what was to be expected of a violent world which does not believe that this is God's world. Once humanity fails to see all life in the world as God's, we resort to unnecessary violence in an attempt to seize control to preserve ourselves and our distorted priorities. And so Jesus succumbs to a violent death in the name of reestablishing peace, in the name of renewing the peace of the beginning, peace between humanity and the rest of creation, peace between humanity and God, a peaceable kingdom that has reigned before and will reign forever, yet is also possible to reign now. Because of Christ, it is possible for there to be peace now. I know it's hard to believe. It's so hard to believe. Especially what we've been through the last eight days and what we continue to see on the news and social media and some of us through our experience with, you know, service in the military and, and, and some of us on first responder levels and some of us uh, experiencing, you know, uh, trauma and violence throughout our lives and childhood, like, I know it's hard to believe. But it's possible. Peace is possible now. Because Christ has come. And if we abide in Christ, who has come once before, who has proclaimed peace, who is the promised Lord of a peaceable kingdom, then it is possible now. We must believe it. It is, it is possible. You know, many of our shortfalls as kingdom people in the present day come about because we simply do not believe that what seems impossible is possible in Christ. I'm going to say that one more time for those of you in the back. Many of our shortfalls as kingdom people in the present day come about because we simply do not believe what seems impossible is possible in Christ. It is possible. Peace is possible, but only because it is found in Christ. 
and only because we can abide in Christ now. Because of Christ, we can do peaceable things. We do not have the ability, none of us that I'm aware of, to make it to where a wolf or a lion and a lamb can lay down together and there not be some devouring. But we can. We can do one peaceable thing and then another. We can choose words of peace. We can practice habits of peace. I'm talking about within ourselves. I'm talking about in our interactions with others in the community. I'm talking about on social media. One peaceable thing and then another. We can do peaceable things because we believe what it is that we proclaim. That the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, has come. Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. One peaceable thing and then another. If we are connected to God as we are called to be and as we claim to be, then we do not have to worry about our lives because we look at the birds of the air and we look at the lilies of the field and we know that since there is no need for worry, there is no need for an irrational response that pulls us away from peace. And if we are connected to God as we are called to being and as we claim to be, then we know that possessions will not grant us citizenship into the kingdom of God. Therefore, we do not have to defend everything and everything with all of our might, thus making us unpeaceable. If we are connected to God as we are called to be and as we claim to be, then we know the name of the game. And the name of the game is forgiveness and love. And forgiveness and love, they breed peace. And how can we be assured of this? Well, quite simply, we are assured of this because that is how God deals with us, with forgiveness and love, thus making possible peace between us and God. It is possible. It is possible. What joy shall fill our hearts because it is possible. We're not going to be able to leave this space today and to be able to bring peace to every single situation in every corner of the world. We will not be able to prevent every act of meanness and terror. I wish we could but we're not going to be able to do that. It's not our job to solve all the things. It's our job to do the next right thing and then another. One peaceable act and then another. Our job is to be the church, comprised of people made in the image of God, brought together in one body, one hope, one faith, one Lord, one Prince of peace. So choose peace today, friends. One peaceable thing and then another. Forgiveness and love 
They breed peace. It is possible. How do we know that it's possible? Because the one who is both the lion and the lamb has made it possible. For once and for all.